Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Let's Have Tea. I'm your host, Rebecca. This is a place that you can meet up with some friends to grow in God's Word. It's a place to slow down in life. A place that you can soak in God's presence while you sip on your hot cup of coffee, hot glass of tea, or even a glass of Coke. But why tea? Why did I choose Let's Have Tea? Think about a tea bag. If you're making tea and the longer you leave that tea bag in that hot water, the stronger it's going to get. God's Word tells us in Psalms 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. The longer we remain in His Word, the longer we remain in His presence, the stronger we are going to get. So join us as we go through each day just learning about God, learning more of His Word and more more of His character and just stepping out in faith and taking Him at His Word. Hey friends, it's Rebecca. Sunday's Monday, so that means my guest today is my husband and pastor, Tony Morian. Hey guys, we're back again. These Sundays, Mondays come it's quickly. Just, just like that, it was just the other day uh, we done one. I know, I know. But it's okay. Well, I have here, it's Sunday evening that we're recording this for tomorrow. And I want to start off with one question. Uh-oh. I'd done this to her last week. I took notes as I was recording you with my left hand on my phone and take, <laughs> trying to take notes. Um, you said a word and it, you know, I love words. <laughs> I hope I said the right word. <laughs> you said fluffle. <laughs> and I spelled it F-L-U-F-F-L-E. Fluffle. I'm glad Could Mr. Who don't have Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Could you explain what the definition of fluffle is? I I love words, but I've never heard that word. In, in the in the moment, those words that come out that's really not words. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's what happened. <laughs> So it was a mistake. Oh, it was a big well, mistake. Well, actually, I think it's a good... I like that. Fluffle. Yeah. And then Fluffle. Albert, do you want to... Let me, let me tell you what it was about. You'll have to listen to the recording, um, but I was talking about the wind, and we were talking... That's right. We are talking about the uh, that mighty Russian wind again on Pentecost Sunday, or Pentecost Day, uh, 50 days after Easter, when the disciples were in the upper room waiting because Jesus had told them, go and wait and be be expecting me to send you an adversary, a, a, a spirit, the Holy Spirit. An advocate. An advocate, yeah. And that's some words again. I need help. But uh, uh, 
when when they were there and that mighty rushing wind went through i was talking about the wind outside the door because we're having church inside and outside the people that don't feel comfortable coming in we've got a speaker outside and it's we've got this little porch and it's shady so there's people that sits right there there's people that sits in their vehicle out in the shade out by the uh, fence of the cemetery there's people that sits you know in different areas and i was talking about the wind that was blowing mr bow's shirt last week it fluffled it. It fluffled. Well, out beside the word fluffle, I said, I wrote, God's doing a new thing. <laughs> With new words. <laughs> so maybe it's time we get fluffled. We may need to get fluffled. Because it's easy to get flustered. Yeah. It's easy to get flabbergasted. It's yeah. easy to get frazzled. But maybe it's time to get to fluffle up. <laughs> fluffle up. I yes. like that. So that's, that's going to be um, a new word that, that we're going to use. And, uh, I wonder if we can call Webster Dictionary and get it put in. We need to either that or morandictionary.com. <laughs> uh, let's have t.com. Yeah, let's, let's get that. Hashtag fluffle. How is God fluffling you? So, tell me about your message um, from this morning. Well, today may have been the the last message we're going to be on this year about Pentecost Sunday. I'm not sure yet. If God lets me move on, there's something else I want to move on to. But it was talking about, well, I was talking about just doing it. Just doing what God has for us to do. I, I shared that we had a wedding that we done on uh, Friday of last week and um, that was one of the things Friday is in two days ago yeah two days ago it was just just re- very recently and that's one of the things that the bride and the groom they said let's just do it they had been planning this wedding they had been wanting to do this wedding and they had most everything they needed already bought you know it they had everything. They just hadn't done it From a couple of years yet. ago. Yeah. And they said, let's just do it. And that's what, you know, God said, let's just do it. Just do it. Don't wait any longer. I have these things for you to do. And for this next great awakening to happen, let's just do it. Another thing you said. I hope it's not another new word. No, fluffle is the only word. Okay, good. And that's my word. You said it. I claimed it because you acted like, long, what did I say? As, so, long as, as long as you can spell it and have a definition, I, that's I, all I that do. matters. I do. I, I've got it all taken care of. Um, you said there is so much more after 50 days. Yeah. So I think of social media. When... Because we put our Christmas tree up. I try to get it up just before Thanksgiving. Right. Because then there is um, Christmas. So you want... It feels like there's just a small time frame that you can decorate and, um, you know, because we change out a lot of stuff here at our house. And in more rooms than just the living room. 
But, uh, you know, we want to be able to enjoy, enjoy the season. The beauty. The okay. beauty of the yeah. season. And people get fighting mad when, pe- when they s- people are posting pictures of their Christmas tree or, you know, whatever on social media. It's, this is November. It's time to be thankful. Well, like, you know, and I just want to get on there, you know, and and use a, what a, the fire extinguisher and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We should be thankful all year long. Right. Not just 30 days out of the month. Yeah. We should celebrate Christmas more than just Thanksgiving-ish through the end of the year. That's right. We should celebrate Easter all year long. That's right. So, 50 days after Easter comes Pentecost Sunday. And now, it's like, okay, well, what season are we in now? Well, we have summer coming up, but we should still be celebrating these seasons. Right. Even if they are meshed together, we should still be thankful. We should still be celebrating the resurrection. We should still be celebrating the birth of Jesus. We should still be celebrating Pentecost Sunday. Right. Well, and the world. I'm so glad you brought this up because the world tells us, well, it's summertime. And that starts Saturday. It starts this coming Saturday. So how many people officially go on vacations starting this coming weekend and then everybody knows that roller coaster is about to go down and the attendance of church is about to go down mm-hmm. because that's what they 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 make that comparison summertime comes up everything goes down we don't have to go to church because they're not expecting everybody to be at church right But we're in the middle of a pandemic. And if you're not clinging to God right now, you're missing out. Right. So, you said, you kept, your your phrase, your hashtag, so to speak, was just do it. Just do it. And you said, just do it. It's time to spread the gospel. And... Matthew 28, the very last couple of verses, that's exactly what it tells us. That's the Great Commission. That's what it tells us to do. There is no specified season, or if it is, am I missing something? Did I miss something on the calendar? Is there just a season? So we should just do it. We should be, can you read, do you have it? Can you read? What it says? Well, I'm trying to figure out right here where I want to read from. This is not my Bible. It's, this is the uh, the Christian Standard Tony Evans Study Bible. And the Great Commission says, the 11, <clears throat> the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped. But some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, 
All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, all nations, baptizing them in the, uh, hang on, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you to the end of age. He told us to go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations. So how do we make disciples? They, a disciple is someone that has heard the word, they have accepted Jesus as their Savior, and they went from sinner to disciple. They have been, they have been saved. So that is spreading the gospel. That's right. Can I make a comment real quick? Sure. And I, I've been, and I think it's God has put it on my heart. The Holy Spirit has to make sure everybody understands that it's not. It's easy to be saved. Yeah. It is easy to be saved. To be saved, you just got to believe in what Jesus done. And when you believe in what Jesus done, accept it and know that you you believe it, and that's all it takes. Yeah. And it's it's not that you're just saved; you've just been made a disciple. That's right. And it says, "Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations." It just it don't say go and just just help somebody be saved. It says, go and make disciples and teach them. Well, I think about those, let's just take, for example, the sunflower seeds, the sunflowers that we have in our front yard. That has just blown us away. Yeah, it, they have, <laughs> it's what, maybe 30 feet, yeah. 25 feet of sunflowers <clears throat> down the sidewalk. No, she is, <laughs> Becky has always wanted sunflowers and I've never planted them. Well, this is going to be a yearly thing now because I've never realized how big they get and just how beautiful they are. Yeah. Early in the mornings when I leave and that dew is on them, they open it up. But when I come home and that sun is so bright and it's shining on them, they're just gorgeous coming in from the road. But they started out little seeds in a packet. Very little. Tiny. Yeah. And... They were so tiny, I was actually scared to plant them in the ground. I thought, <laughs> they may get lost. So They were so tiny, I planted three or four right. at one place, and, and I shouldn't have. We had a bunch of egg cartons that we had saved for somebody, and sorry if you were expecting them. But we used them. We put, Tony put um, potting soil in them, and put the little seeds in them two three four five six and because i had we had several packs of sunflowers <coughs> right yeah and it took some time once we planted that seed in that soil they needed some water they needed some time they needed some sunlight they needed more water more time, more, more sunlight. 
and finally they started growing they started maturing and now looking at those egg crates that were just full of dirt actually it was just kind of boring you know it's like can you hurry up it was what a week maybe a few days yeah and it was like where are the seeds what what happened and all of a sudden he come in from work did you see the sprout and you would have thought the house was on fire. I took off to go outside to, you know, because I had been waiting patiently. I needed to see progress. But so many times when we are witnessing to someone, when we are trying to share the gospel, we get impatient. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, it's a year or so ago, it was a um, a conversation at church. I think it was on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night. And um, this lady asked, well, how can they be saved if they're still doing this, this, and this? Yeah. Because it was just a newly, they had just, like, recently gotten saved. Well, I don't think they're saved because they're still doing. Living a life of, of, of sin. well, pretty much sin. Yeah. Right. But they were in church Sunday, Sunday yeah. night, Wednesday night. Unless they was working. Unless they were working. Yeah. They weren't hungover. No. They weren't high. They, you know, they paid attention. They had their Bible. And it's just like I could have said, well, those aren't sunflowers. You know, those are just seeds you planted in the dirt. And where, where's the growth? Well, it took time. So I'm saying all of that, telling that whole story. When you are doing the Great Commission, as Jesus has commanded us to do, to go and to spread the gospel, to make disciples, it's easily, uh, or it's easy to, um, I don't want to say lose our fire, but where's the growth you 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 ask Jesus in your heart I know you did because I I we recited the sinner's prayer together yeah but where's the growth in you just like that seed and that dirt I want it took time I want to tell a story and uh you may remember this because we use the good pot and soil we got miracle grow and what the pot and soil is it's a little bit of dirt and a whole lot of different other organic things that makes the fertilized part of it so there was little maybe wooden pieces in there mm -hmm. and when these sprouts first started coming out of the ground those seeds they were so small that even a little speck of dirt would cover them up yep. we knew they were there right we was expecting them to come up right because we planted that we seed. planted that seed we put that seed in that ground we watered it we had it in the sunlight. When the storms come, we would move it, put it over under the porch. We'd go put it back on the table when the sun come out. We nurtured it. Until it was mature enough. It knocked that grain of dirt off. That it could 
it could withstand by itself. It was like, okay, right. we can let go of your hand now. Yeah. Because before, that little grain of dirt covered that up. Yeah. But when it started maturing. Yeah. When it started maturing. Right. So, it's easy to, you know, if God's saying, well, go, go talk to this person about salvation. And then, finally, you build up the courage to do it. And after, you know weeks or days or months maybe even a, an entire year you know you, you you steadily are sowing into them planting those seeds they're yeah. watching you live your life yeah and then okay well tell me more about this Jesus or I want to come to church with you Sunday what time does church start right they come to church there's an altar call at the end of service. They walk the aisle and they come back and you see a change just in their personality, in their demeanor, in their even in their face. And so you're you leave church, you're excited. Yeah. You know, and maybe they even if y'all have if you have evening services, maybe they come back that Sunday evening. And then you know, maybe even Wednesday, but then Thursday morning, yeah, uh, after after church, I went by the bar room, or I met some friends for a drink, and then you get discouraged. Yeah. And you think back, I wasted a year of my life. What happened to the seeds I planted? They're still there. <laughs> They're still there. They're still there. No matter what. And... So, if if you have found yourself, well, I am going out. I am doing it. I am going out and, and spreading the gospel. But these people that I'm trying to convert, they do good, but then they go back to being a heathen again. <laughs> do we give up? No, we don't give up. We keep watering. And keep fertilizing. We, that's right. And you, you check on them, just like... You know, me peeping out the kitchen window where I could see them. Oh, look. And then we would get so excited. You would think, you know, we were growing a money tree or something. <laughs> oh, look, there's a, there's a, there's some green. There's a, there's a little stem. And that life that you are sowing into the gospel, you're going to see sprouts. You're going to see growth. You're going to see maturity. But it's not going to happen overnight. We have seen it happen overnight. Well, sure. But the majority of the times, it takes it takes a while. And 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 saying all that, uh, I want to say, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged because people's gonna they're gonna they're gonna feel good, feel good, feel good. Oh, I want to go feel good. And they go and they try to. It's feel like a good. Holy Ghost high. Yeah, but when they go back to that other feel good, right? It's not the same feel good right. because they have a headache, or or they might just go to bed and sleep for two or three days because, oh, what did I do? Mm-hmm. But that Holy Ghost high is always there. It's fluffle. <laughs> it's fluffle. <laughs> 
is that wind blowing through that shirt. All right, another um, point that I wrote down, you said, are we in this place, are we in a place that we can clearly hear God? Just like planting that seed into that person at work. You know, we met up, maybe we don't work side by side, maybe it's the same building, you met up with them, you know, on your lunch break in the cafeteria or the lunch room or break room, whatever it's called. And you know that they've been coming to church with you. You saw them walk the altar. You saw them, you know, shed some tears. There was a physical change. Right. But then they want to... Until there's some some growth there, until that seed has taken some root, right? Right. Then they need to ask themselves, or am I in a place that I can clearly hear God? And I'll say, um, and that's where I was going to make this comment a while ago when we was nurturing those sunflowers, and what we see a storm coming or it start raining hard, we'd run out there and get the egg crates. And we'd put them under the uh, the porch so they wouldn't get rained on. And uh, egg crate's not very deep. Mm-mm. So if we left it out in the storm, all that dirt would, would just get pounded. And the seeds that we had in the dirt, they could easily get washed away or they could take root deeper into the dirt. And that's one of the things when somebody is freshly saved and they just gave their heart to God and you was there, you experienced that moment they had with God. You know it was a powerful time with God and then all of a sudden you see them, you see them struggling. They may be in a storm and you have to be very careful because we don't want to go and say, hey, you got to let that stuff go. You can't do that. You can't do that. I saw you with that beer in your hand when yeah. I drove by your house. You said you was gonna quit smoking, but I see you smoking again. Right. Just we we've can't. Got, we've got to them. love them through it. And we gotta show them that those storms are coming, and let the Holy Spirit protect them. Right. And just like that little seed that we planted in the egg crate, it it took water, it took sunlight, and it took time. Yeah. And then as it did its thing whatever little seeds do it starts sprouting and as it's growing it is put you know it's there's a struggle there it's trying to push through the dirt because maybe it we watered it you know with the water hose or maybe a rain and it packed that dirt down right and so it's having to work harder to push through that layer of dirt to push through those layers of things that the devil is hindering us with. So don't give up. And don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Um, I also wrote down, it may not be popular, but we must continue living a life after God. Um, what, What, do you want to touch that? Like, do you want to touch on that? I can. I don't really remember what I said there in the message, but I can touch on it because it may not be popular, but it's the right thing to do. 
we've been when? unpopular <laughs> within our each of our families. Yeah. We've both been unpopular in our workplaces. We've been in, unpopular in the church setting. Yeah. Yes. And but when you stand for what the Bible says and when you stand for those things that's right and in order when you stand for those things you know you're standing for God that's right not causing a big scene just standing drawing a line you said that about me there was times when you had to draw the line and you just planted your feet in the ground and you stood and you stood and you waited and you prayed and that's what we have to do for other people. Because if they're not at the place where they can pray for themselves, we've got to do it because we're still helping make disciples out of right. out of those people. Well, we're all going to get tired. We're all going to get, when when we're steadily pouring, pouring, pouring into others and we're not receiving... We're getting empty. We're going to get empty and we're going to get tired. Right. So it is important. I mean, I'm, I'm always listening to other podcasts. Um, what, there's a, a small group of um, preachers or teachers that, you know, I'll listen to on, on TV. Um, because you have to have some word poured into you. If, if we're not getting fed, we and we've been there. Right. We have been there. We went for a long time just pouring out, pouring out, pouring out without anything going in. And eventually you just get dried up. Right. It's, and I, I say that. I know that's not the proper term. It, it is. But You're it's spiritually dry. Yeah. And parched. When, you, when, you, when you're dry like that, you're not doing any heavenly good. You're no. not doing any good for God's kingdom at all when you're when you're steadily pouring out and not putting anything in. So like you, I I I'm at work. I try to listen to uh a select few and that's how I get fed. I'm I'm praying. I'm asking God. I read, I study, I'm asking God, but there's devotions I read every day, but it's just that that just that feeling from somebody else because I can bounce off of somebody else and I can preach for three or four days off of something that the Holy Spirit told me through their message and it don't have anything to do with their message that's that's the reason I'm very careful when Becky's making her notes okay did I say that or is that something God told her because there's sometimes when she makes her notes it's totally different from what I I remember because it spoke to Becky in a different way than God spoke it to me. Right. And that the scripture says and I'm not sure where it's at, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, word of, of God. God. So we've got to audibly hear God's word being preached, yeah. spoken. And, 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 and make sure it lines up. That's right. Make sure it lines up with God's Word. Because that's why we say is a select few that we listen to. Because we're not going to listen to all of them. 
we're not going to listen to ones that that goes against or trying to put uh we don't need any sugar or, i love sweet tea and I, I i i like sweet tea but i don't take sugar in my coffee <laughs> i only want sweet tea hot yeah. sweet tea but we don't want any 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 sugar we don't need a spoonful of sugar or a cup of sugar mixed in with the message. No, it needs Not to be with straight. The word. It it's needs got to be straight to be... and strong. And and I don't preach it hard like other people does, but it's 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 direct. It's straightforward, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it any more than God tells me to. Right. You. You told us today that we need to be living a life after God daily. Yeah. So, what if we're striving to live that life pleasing to God? But just like today, we went to three restaurants before we could even go in and sit down the first two wouldn't allow you to sit down yeah that could have been very frustrating (laughs) (laughs) we were hungry we were tired we were what do you mean we can't come in we ate in a restaurant friday night thursday night friday night saturday Today is Sunday, and we can't come in the restaurant. But the third restaurant wasn't what we wanted, but we got what we needed. We got us some some lunch. Um, if we would have lost our cool, yeah, at restaurant number one, or let's just say restaurant number two, you know, okay, well, we understand. You know, your your place is a little smaller, but then we go to restaurant number two and we can't come in what do you mean so if we would have lost our temper for just a moment and get in the car you know and it's like i blew it i said something i shouldn't have said uh just left church and here I am acting like a fool (laughs) which would have been very easy how do you continue out your day after you see what you see what I'm trying to say like um, you just leave church you hear a good message you're trying to just do it just just share Jesus but then you lose it at restaurant number two when they tell you you can't come in. So how do you pull that back together after you feel like you've killed your witness in front of people that you didn't know? How can you get up on Sunday morning? Because, I mean, Monday morning, because the devil's going to say, well, do you remember what happened at such and such, such and such? Remember when you lost it at the chicken place? So how can we finish out our Sunday evening living a life after God but then we get up on Monday morning 
And as soon as our feet hits the floor, that's what the devil wants to remind us. How can we have we... to remember? And I made mention of this several times today, I think. But God says He He remembers those things no more, and He forgives them as far as the east is from the west. And those times when we fail and we lose our cool, and and those times when we just can't keep it together. There's forgiveness for that. That's right. All we have to do is ask. All we've got to do is ask and it is there. But the devil wants us to feel like we're defeated. We'll just throw in the towel. You you messed up. All that stuff you thought you felt, it was a lie. So we've got to be able to push through that layer of soil, pull ourselves back up, God, you know that I'm just a human. I have emotions. I was hungry. They made me mad. They were short. <laughs> they were, you know, well, don't you see the sign? Um, you know, I feel like I blew it. Yeah. But I'm reminded God's mercies are new every morning. So we can start off our Monday morning living that life after God. And they don't they don't keep a tally. No. Of you messed up so many times to yesterday and the day before and the day before. There's right. no there's no tally being kept. Alright, the last thing I wrote on my notes for today. And I, you didn't say it, but you said <laughs> something, and it triggered me to write this. Poke your fire. Poke my fire. I read something about a fire, and it was talking about the book of Acts. I was talking about... Well, you were in Acts yeah, 1, Acts, or was it 2? Acts 2, verses 1 and 2, I think it was. But it was talking about there was a match that was struck in Palestine and that one spark, that one fire that was lit there at that day of Pentecost went all over the world. Mm -hmm. And we have that same potential. Well, it's a perfect time right now. And we keep on saying it. We keep on preaching it. We're not the only ones. There's people all over the world talking about this next great awakening. Right. And, you know, it's been on my heart for many years. It's time for this next great awakening. It's time for the Christians to step up and to do the things that God has for us to do. Just do it. Just do it. That's all you've got to do is just do it. But do we want to do it? Is the world going to keep us out? Because we're going into summertime. We're going into that time. Let's just not real convict. Can I can I pick this back up in September? Well, yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it at the fall revival. Right. We'll do it at the fall. We'll come back at Harvest Fest. Harvest Fest. We'll do something yeah. else. But what about all those people we're going to miss between now and October? That's right. That's right. Think about what this coronavirus, what this pandemic has caused people have 
I mean, there's still some some places in the United States, they're still under quarantine. Yeah. They cannot hold church service right. within the building within the church building. We we went through it for eight weeks. Right. They can't, you know, some most of them can't go to work. Their kids are at home. Spouse is at home. And money's got to be tight. So think of all of the struggles. And they're not being poured into. So what happens when we're not being poured into? We drive. Like my little ivy over there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it needs some... We need to put some water in it. But they're getting parched. Yeah. But what happens when we poke our fire... In a land that is parched. One little fertile seed in that land can ignite the whole. Because it's dry. Everybody's dry. Yeah. And if they, just like, you know, you, you go under a burn ban in the middle of summer because it, you know, we haven't, well, we've had rain, but just, if you go under a burn ban, there means there hasn't been any rain. The ground is dry. The grass is dry. Somebody driving down the road, they flick out a cigarette. The ground is parched. And that cigarette, one little spark, All can that set grass an, that is dried an entire forest on fire. Right. It can burn down an entire city. Right. Or a community. Think about all of the people that has not been able to have corporate worship, have come together as a church family. They're dry. They're parched. They need to hear God's word. Slowly, people are beginning to go back into the workplace. It's just, it just seems like the, not the restaurants that we attended today <laughs> uh, everywhere else. But think about, you know, people, the, those that have been at home and, you know, they've been with their children for, you know, 24 hours, seven days a week for the last six or eight, ten weeks. They've been with the, the spouse. Can't leave the house. They don't have time because, you know, kids are, they don't want to sit down and, and, and watch a TV monitor or a computer screen or a, a cell phone to watch church. Right. You know, so chances are <coughs> they're not getting, they're not getting that word poured into them. So they're dry. What better time than now? Right. To poke your fire, to to stir up. Because if you think about it, you have a fireplace or a fire pit, and even if the fire is blazing up good, and you take your fireplace poker and you poke at it, little embers are going to come up. So you might be hot, hot, hot because you've been back in church. This is what our 
fourth week? Third week or fourth week. I think it's our fourth Sunday. Yeah. And fourth or fifth. And you're hot because you've been poured into, you've been able to corporately worship with your church family. Right. We've seen a lot of new faces in these last three, four, five, six weeks, five weeks, four weeks, however long it's been. <laughs> and and not only new faces, but a, a different a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Even though we've got the doors open, last two or three weeks we had the windows open, but this today we had the doors open. It's not comfortable in the church because all the the boat air. It was it was better today than it was last Sunday. Last Sunday was it was hot. It was it was kind of miserable. Yeah, the preacher didn't do good on that one. But I thought it was a good idea until later. Think about <laughs> we are our fire, just like. The message we heard on Pentecost Sunday, you know, yeah. And so we're we're excited, you know. I just I want everybody to hear this message, and so poke your fire, yeah. Because, yeah, you are on fire. You are you have got word, the word bubbling up out of your spirit. People can you know sense it at work, or when you walk into the convenience store down the street or the grocery store. So even though you are, man, I am good. I am, you know, I am on fire. Poke it. Because this dry, parched land, people, they need that, they need that spark. I want to, since you brought that up, I, 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 I can't help it. It's just got to, it's just got to come out. I want to read the first part of chapter 2 of Acts. And then I'm going to talk just a little bit. And then we'll stop if, if, if the Holy Spirit tells us to. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like, uh, like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. They saw tongues like flames of fire separated and rested on each uh, on each of them. They're talking about the 120 men that was there and they was waiting. That 120 out of that 500 that started out waiting on, on what Jesus had promised them. And when you was talking about those emeralds, those those little sparks flying up in the air, I could see you know, those, those tongues of fire going mm-hmm. and landing on 120 men that was in that upper room. And then all of a sudden, where it's it just shortly after this, it says there was 3,000 people added to the church. That was the birth of the church. And then all of a sudden, there was 3,000 people that was added. How do you think it would be? How awesome would it be to have something like that start right now in this dried up, weary, desert land? It can happen. And I Just hope that it will. Do it. Just do it. 
it could happen, boom, just like that. What you got for us? You can keep going. I oh. was, uh... Well, and this is the perfect time. This is, this is that perfect time that we always wanted. Well, when the time is right, we'll go out and do it. Or when the time is right... We'll, we'll go ahead and step out and do what God, I feel like God has called me to do. And, you know, when you said that, I can, I can just see God with his hand on his hip going, what the devil meant for harm with this coronavirus wrapping all around the whole world. You've had time at home to study. You have been home and you even got paid to stay home from work? What's the excuse? <laughs> I tell you what, I made mention of this. I don't want to get to Judgment Day and they say, do you remember in that pandemic in 2020 when I set the everything in place for you to go and tell your family because, or bring your family to church? Because so many times, well, when things slow down, we'll, we'll be able to go visit so-and-so. Yeah, you probably couldn't legally go visit them because of the quarantine and curfew. Right. But you have time to talk on the phone. Right. You can't do anything else. And we're preaching to the choir now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, uh, verse... Four maybe it says and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance have you ever wanted to witness to somebody have you ever just wanted to start I, I really would like to talk to those people maybe it's not about the gospel maybe it's not about church maybe it's just about it's just something about that person but you don't know how to start that conversation hey how's the weather but then all of a sudden you have this unique way opportunity to, to, to communicate with them. It's just like the Holy Spirit just gives you, oh, I like your shoes. He opens the door. And you've been able to speak, you know, creatively just to just to make communication with this person because maybe you're maybe you're shy. Maybe they're your boss. Maybe, uh, maybe you're outgoing and they're not. Okay, well, I don't want to smother them. And I see, I mean, I can, you can look at verse four and you can take it several different ways. But when we are witnessing to somebody, maybe, well, I don't really know what to say. God's going to give you through the Holy Spirit the words he's going to put those words in your mouth if you will just yield your voice to what holy spirit is wanting to speak through you and if you're willing if you're willing he can do it that's right we have to be willing we have to just do it if we're willing to do it. Oh my goodness. Just do it. Just do it. I said in the message, I, 
I wonder if Nike would let me be one of their spokespersons. Wouldn't right. that be cool? Just do it. Yep. That would be neat, being all over the United States on TV, telling people, well, just do it. Yep. Just go and tell people about Christ. Go tell Jesus what Jesus, go tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. And yep. that's all it takes, by the words of your testimony. Think about how life-changing it was when someone presented the gospel to you. When you really understood the gospel so for the first time. Use that as a launching pad. Man, that just that changed my life. Share that with someone else. Be a life changer for someone else. If you change someone else's life. You changed a, a, an entire family. A generation. A whole generation of people. Not just one family, but two families, multiple families. Because it's just like that domino effect. When somebody, a child, and I made mention, I'm, I'll mention it again now. But the people that I've done the wedding for, it was their four-year-old daughter a few years back. When she told her mom, Mom, we prayed for you to get better. Well, I think it was the mom and the dad yeah. that, that were not... Living in the world. Yeah. Way out in the world. And the kids went to vacation Bible school with the grandparents. And it was a four-year-old Yeah. that changed that family and at that wedding Friday night you told the story yeah and think of the spark that come off of that story how many people are still thinking about that <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it but yeah yeah how many so, people is going to listen to that story? What that four-year-old girl that did, girl changed and their she's life. how old now? Eight, ten? Yeah, eight or nine, probably. That that prayer is still just just as alive as it was when she was four years old. Yeah. Because that testimony is still being shared. And it will be, because I'm going to tell it more and more That's and more. Right. That's right. And because it spoke to me so much. And we got to know this couple back in that time. We didn't know this. We didn't know the whole story. Mm -hmm. But we got to know them when they was on that fiery time. Right. When they first got filled, when they first got, got a little spark and it just ignited. And it was just running out of their pores. That's when we got to know them. And now to see it, where it, it all come to pass, where God blessed them. Yeah. And now God's gonna bless them even more because they they They've they done that right. they made that covenant right. between them and God. Well, anything else you wanna touch on before we? No. And? As hoarse as I'm getting, 
I think I've talked enough today. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, if you feel... If you... I don't even know which way to which way to start first. Whether you have been back in church six or eight weeks, two weeks, maybe you haven't y'all haven't opened up the doors yet. That fire is there. You may feel dry and parched. But get stirred up. Get ready. And because we don't have to have that, um, the Holy Spirit doesn't want, isn't going to just move during this season of Pentecost, you know, touching lives, changing lives. It's a season that lasts. There, there's no expiration date. There's no set date on the calendar. Right. Pentecost Sunday is every day. Right. Right. So, any closing uh, statements or scriptures or any any. What would you say to someone that they've listened to this, maybe on their way to work or during their lunch break, on a break, maybe on their way home? What would you say to them? Well, I really want to do this. I really, I really want to, you know, yes, there's a person that, that, that I could share um, Jesus with. And, and I know, I mean, they've been struggling and, and, and they're not in church. Um, I could really reach out. I could, I could be life changing for them. And it's not about what we're doing. It's not about us. Well, I I did that. No, because God will pull the rug out from you (laughs) really quick. But what would you say to someone, that person that, that, they have their eye on somebody. Yes, I really I feel like God is leading me to them. But I don't know where to start. I don't know what to say. What what would you say? I want to read the scripture. And <laughs> I love the way God does things. It, it's just pretty cool. Even sitting here in your office. We never... The only notes, he had a Bible, and I had my notebook from church that I that I take every, well, I take it, I always have it with me. So that was all, all that we had. We have not rehearsed anything. We haven't. <laughs> she has no idea what I'm about to read. But uh, this is in Acts 1, chapter 1, and I'm going to start reading in verse 4. And you're gonna you're gonna see when I get done with this. Oh, you, I know you exactly already know what it going. is. All right. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. But wait for the Father's promise, which he said, <clears throat> You have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, 
but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom of Israel at this time? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or periods that the Father has set in his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of earth. That's what I would say to somebody. That's what I would say to somebody. It says, you will be my witness. Well, back up. But the Holy Spirit, uh, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That could be Robilene. Judea, that could be Marthaville. And Samaria, and that could be Fort Jessup. And then to the end of the earth, and that could be everywhere. That's right. He said he'll give us the power. He'll give us the words to say. He'll give us everything that we need. And it'll be sparks coming off of us that's going to ignite that fire in that dry and barren land that's going to ignite the whole world in that next great awakening. There may be 3,000 people joining the kingdom of God in one day. So you shall receive power. Right. But we have to receive it. We have to, here I am, Lord, send me. It's just like I haven't checked the post office box probably a week. (laughs) I haven't either. (laughs) So I know that they, the, the, the post office people, postal workers, they have deposited mail into the our post box. office box. Yeah. It's there. It's waiting on us. We just have to take our key, open the door, and receive the mail. Yeah. And that's the same way God has given us this stuff. He is imparting in it imparting it to us by the Holy Spirit. We just have to use our key (laughs) by faith and say, Lord, we receive it. Open that box up and let it flow. And you will receive that power. That's right. Good gracious. We better stop. Thank you so much for allowing me. Well, it has been a very good Sunday's Monday. It's been a good Sunday. It has been a very good Sunday. It really has, even though we went to three restaurants and it still wasn't what I wanted. (laughs) We still got to witness to somebody, and then the lady behind the counter started quoting scriptures back to me. I didn't hear that. Oh, my goodness, yes. I had to walk away because I was about to start jumping around. They would probably run me out of there. Oh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. Um... (laughs) Okay, so this, his message, I will post it to um, the Let's Have Tea Facebook page. If you want to go and hear him say the word fluffle, <laughs> and you can kind of 
take notes from what we've said, you know, during this podcast and, you know, kind of tie it all together and, oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Or you so, might say, that don't make any sense. Yes. Uh, what do they do again? <laughs> Who are these people? But, um, yeah, go check out our Let's Have Tea Facebook page and like us, share us, comment if you have um, a prayer request or maybe you don't understand something fully, we will do our very best. And we will never embarrass you. Right. If you want to do it through email or private message, yeah, uh, that's what... um, And if you have a different understanding... Right. Let's talk about it. Because we're all going to interpret. God's going to show us things differently. That's just like Becky taking notes of things that she says. Well, that's what I heard. I said, I have never said that in my life. But he did say fluffle. I have it on video. (laughs) I remember it. Fluffle. I have. And after I said it, I said, what does that mean? I was saying to myself when I was trying to change the subject, did I really just say that? Fluffle. (laughs) So, until next time, and next time will be Tuesday morning, and we will be Girl Preach, and I have a message already for Tuesday, so, talking about four crazy friends. Oh, I love I think we all have four, and I don't mean, like, lunatic crazy, I mean, bold enough to take God at his word kind of crazy like fanatics i guess just faith fanatics so join us is there something you wanted to say no ma'am i thought you took a deep breath to to say something so thank you for listening if you're listening to us on itunes if you could leave us a review comment and maybe share it if someone if you know someone that could um get something out of this um (laughs) but we appreciate you thank you for listening and until next time come on tony morian let's Let's have have tea. tea